As they came traveling along, Jesus and his disciples entered a village. And a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Jesus, come into my home. You can relax and have a good meal. (laughs) Please have a seat and I'll start preparing everything. Now, Martha had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. However, Martha was distracted by all her preparations. Thank you, Colin. I think the Oscar's on its way. <laughs> so we're, we're, we've just heard that, that story of Mary and Martha, so we're just gonna, let's just reflect on that together for a little bit. But just before I begin, let's just pray together. We pray, speak, Lord, for your servants here are listening. Speak to us. Open our hearts by your Spirit. Show us, teach us what you want us to hear from your word today. Amen. Amen. So I want you to imagine that you're organising a birthday party for someone. So what kind of things might we need to organise or to get ready for a birthday party? Has no one here ever had a birthday party? Sorry? Balloons. Someone else shouted something. Was that cake? More cake. More cake. <laughs> Sorry. Party bags. Games. Brilliant. What else might we need? Sorry. Invitations. Candles. Anything else? Presents. Buying some presents. Getting some presents. What did you say? Time. Time. Oh, goodness. Well, that's (laughs) philosophical. Um, Good. Wasn't expecting that. Um, 
what do you think is the most important part of the birthday party? People. The birthday person. Now, how do you think you would feel if it was your birthday and everyone was too busy eating cake, uh, playing, playing games, singing happy, uh, to, to ever sing happy birthday to you? Do you think that would be a good birthday party for you? Now, some of you would probably like that because you don't like the attention. So, Okay. How about if they were all just too bu- so busy doing the games, eating the food, and never paid any attention to you? Do you think that would be a good birthday party? No? Well, the Bible story that we've just had acted out to us so superbly... I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> you are cruel. <laughs> the, the Bible reading that we've just had acted out to us is a bit like that, only instead of a birthday party, it's a dinner party. Martha, acted out so superbly again, sees Jesus walking through town, prematurely grey, uh, and rushes out to invite him to dinner. <laughs> He's been, on the road. <laughs> he's been on the road a lot and he's very tired. And so naturally, he's delighted by that invitation. Only Martha spends the whole time scurrying around the kitchen, banging those pots and pans as loudly as she can. And you know what? She never actually pays any attention to Jesus. She's too busy. Isn't that incredible? Martha's sister, though, Mary, on the other hand, she sits down with Jesus. And she's listening. She's hanging on every word that he says. And after a while, Martha gets annoyed and shouts through the kitchen to the living room, Jesus, can you tell my sister to get off her backside and come help me? It's there in the Greek, trust me, it's... (laughs) in the Greek. Jesus' response, though, isn't quite what you might imagine. He doesn't say, yes, come on, Mary, come on, get into the kitchen. It's only fair for you to do your share of the work. That's probably what we expect, isn't it? Instead, what does he say? He says, calm down, Martha. Mary's chosen what's most important. What? Really? But, 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 but Martha's busy trying to cook for him, trying to make him a nice meal. No, Mary's chosen what's most important. It's an odd little story, isn't it? And it's a bit surprising too, because we'd expect Jesus to be really pleased that Martha's putting in all this effort for him. Instead, though, he says that her priorities are all wrong. All wrong. That she's put the wrong things first. And that's why she's so stressed out. So let's just think a little bit more about this story together, shall we? So Mary is busy, 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 working for Jesus. But she's completely missed Jesus. She hasn't paid any attention to him since since he came into the door. Her mind is on many things. The Bible reading says that she's distracted She's not actually enjoying being with Jesus. Isn't that funny? She went out and said, Jesus, we come. 
Come to my house. And this whole time, it's like he's never been there. Isn't that the point of inviting someone to your house? Mary, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. She sits in front of Jesus with her mind on anything other than herself. Her attention is wrapped. Her posture, that of a student, eager, keen, wanting to listen, wanting to learn. Uh, there's, there's one Bible, uh, Bible scholar who says that she's so enthralled with Jesus that dinner might not happen at all. And she wouldn't care. There's no point of Mary missing that the most, there's no chance of Mary missing that the most important part of a dinner party is the guest. So, what's God's message for us here and now in 21st century Osset? Well, a lot of people say that the point of this story is that we need both Mary's and Martha's. People who are good at doing things, the activists, the organizers, and people who are good at being and doing the prayer work, prayer warriors, the thinkers. Is that what Jesus says in this story? Jesus never says that. Jesus doesn't pat Martha on the back and say, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. I love that you're ignoring me. He says, watch out, Martha. You've got your priorities all wrong. Jesus' message to us here is this. Make sure you keep the main thing the main thing. So there's this wonderful uh, quote from uh, Oswald Chambers. He says, the greatest competitor of devotion to Jesus is service for him. And that's what this story is all about. We confuse devotion to Jesus with devotion to Jesus' cause. And the danger is that once we lose sight of Jesus, Jesus' mission becomes all-consuming. We forget that he doesn't love us because of what we do, but simply because... He loves us. We had some good friends when we were students in Durham, and a brother of the good friend had just become a Christian. And he went over to the house of some friends for lunch after church, and they were all talking about church. And he asked them, why are you all talking about church? I thought we were meant to be talking about Jesus. That is exactly what Martha's doing. And so another, another quote, Pete Scazzaro says, our activity for God can only properly flow from life with God. We cannot give what we do not possess. So Mary, Martha's problem isn't that she's doing bad things. Do you think it's a bad thing to, to want to cook a meal for Jesus? No. Martha's problem is that What she's doing isn't flowing from her spending time in the presence of Jesus. It's taken over. And so our best doing for Jesus will come out of our being with Jesus. Doing for Jesus isn't a substitute for being with Jesus. It's the overflow of being with Jesus. 
I'm reminded of the story of uh, Peter and John in front of the religious leaders in in Acts 4. Uh, They'd healed this lame beggar outside the temple, and they're hauled in by the authorities for questioning. The religious leaders were stunned at their courage, standing up for their faith in Jesus. And then they realized that these were just ordinary men. But they said this, they took note they had been with Jesus. That was where the power came from. Being with Jesus. And so that's my hope for us as a church. That our families and our friends and our colleagues and our classmates will look at us and take note. You've been with Jesus, haven't you? You've been with Jesus, haven't you? You've been with Jesus, haven't you? In other words, that we know Jesus, and not just the way that we might know about Ukraine from from seeing it in the newspaper or or on our TVs, but the way that we know Osset, by living here, breathing its air, walking its streets. And so this, this autumn, we're launching a new vision, uh, what we believe is God's uh, direction for us here at Christchurch, and the direction we, we want to be traveling in together this next season. We want to be a church with Jesus at the center. A church that loves Jesus, a church that learns Jesus, a church that lives Jesus. Uh, and that's the meaning behind uh, this new logo that, that, that Tom has uh, designed for us. What's in the middle? A cross. And what do you think that's meant to tell us? Jesus has got to be at the centre. But the logo's only as good as a reality. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a, an image on a screen. It means nothing to have Jesus at the centre of our logo if he isn't actually at the centre of what we're doing. And now, I I can hear, I can imagine, uh, I can virtually hear some of you asking, but isn't every church about Jesus? Well, yes, on one level they are. The church is all about Jesus. The, the church exists because of Jesus. The church exists as the body of Jesus. The church exists to be and to make disciples of Jesus. But like Martha, it's easy to get distracted, isn't it? We get caught up worrying about how to manage the finances, how to maintain the buildings. How to recruit new volunteers. How to keep all of our our groups going. What music we sing. What what style the services should be. What time the services should be and so on. And Jesus? Well, he could be in the other room. And we're so busy trying to do church. We're not actually being church. He sat in the room next door. We're not really paying attention to him. He's like the birthday boy when everyone else is eating the cake and playing the games without him. And do you want to know what I think is God's crazy, radical, revolutionary vision for the church? To be about Jesus. Crazy. He is the one thing necessary. Without him, we've got nothing 
of worth to offer the, church, offer the world. We can do all kinds of great things for Jesus. We can give to every child in need. We can stand for justice till we bleed. We can give our money to the poor. We can preach the gospel door to door. But without love, they're worthless. Unless they flow out of a life of being with Jesus, they're worthless. In fact, Jesus once said that many people will come knocking on his door, asking to come into his house, boasting of all the impressive things they've done. I've cast out demons for you. I healed the sick for you. But Jesus says, I'll close the door on many of them. I'll say, I'm sorry, I haven't got a clue who you are. So the invitation is simple. To be with Jesus. Get to know him personally. Make him your centre of gravity. Prioritise spending time with him. Practice living your life in his presence. And let your doing flow from your being with Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we're sorry when, like Martha, we scurry about busily trying to do good things for you. But we fail to spend quality time actually enjoying your company. Teach us to slow down and to pay attention to you. Help us to keep you at the centre of our lives and at the centre of this church. And may people, when they see us, take note that we have been with you. Amen. So we're going to respond and have a chance to reflect on the meaning of Jesus' words in a number of ways now. So we do this in our all-in worship there. We've just got different ways to respond to God's word. So one way is there's going to be a song that plays called Nothing Else. And you might just like to... Just listen to it, meditate on the words, reflect on the words. If you know it, of course, join in. Uh, You might like to just discuss it with someone who's sitting next to you or around you. Who do you relate to most in the story, Mary or Martha? How could you intentionally spend more time simply being with Jesus and attending to him? Uh, And the third, some people just like to, to have that time and that space just quiet in their own hearts, in their own heads, Uh, just reflecting, what is God saying to me? And what am I going to do about it this week? Uh, Or the the, the fourth thing is that uh, some of us like to to reflect by creating. And so uh, one one option is to make a a clock like this, which just reminds us to take time for Jesus. Uh, And uh, we can put around it different ways that we might spend time with Jesus every day, whether it's listening to worship songs or whether it's praying reading the Bible. I'm sure you can come up with lots more activities and you can make it look a lot better uh, than this, but uh, there's, there's space for that in there. So, so as the song uh, plays now, I would just encourage you to respond to God in whatever way uh, is best for you.